Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So when you watch the news and you track trends like I do, one of the things you become aware of is that big news, big important stories rarely break all of a sudden. I know that kind of story gets the attention. I know we like breaking news. I know the news associations and organizations like breaking news because they can splash it across their screens and you know splash it across the airwaves. But the fact is that the biggest stories of our age usually come in uh, powder and in, in little cloud puffs on the horizon. They usually are announced subtly. They usually emerge in gradual trends, which observers catch, but very few others do. And there are some of those things happening now when it comes to the Middle East and it comes to the Kurds that I want to talk about in this podcast. I'm doing two things at once. I'm giving you a commentary on the news, but I'm also saying this is how massive change comes in the world. In fact, it could be that sometimes the breaking news that we hear about on the air is actually somebody finally catching up to the story. It's been happening for quite a while. We've seen a puff of smoke on the horizon. We've heard the rumble of tanks or vehicles uh, at a distance. And the news organizations only catch up when it actually is on the street in front of them. Uh, often these things have been happening for quite some time in advance. That's going on right now in the Middle East, and that's what I want to talk about. Uh, one of the biggest stories that's happened of late, believe it or not, is not uh, Donald Trump uh, revealing military intelligence to Russian ambassadors and things of that nature, as serious as all that is. One of the most important trends of late, one of the most important turning points, is that the United States is now going to arm Syrian Kurds to fight against ISIS. This is a major turn in policy. Uh, we've had a hard enough time coming uh, to the decision as a country to arm the KRG, the, the Iraqi Kurdish forces, uh, and to give them the weapons that they need. And by the way, if you listen to this podcast, you know that many of the weapons that ISIS has in the Middle East are actually American weapons that were taken or simply abandoned by, either taken from or abandoned by the Iraqi army and the early uh, incursions, early battles between ISIS and the Iraqi army, the Iraqi army just fled the field and left thousands of American vehicles and weapons uh, in great shape and abandoned on the field. So ISIS is riding around with American Humvees, American weapons, uh, American sidearms, and so on. And uh, so now what's happened is that after a lot of dithering and on a lot, after a lot of hand-wringing, finally, the U.S. government has decided to arm the Syrian Kurds with anti-tank weapons. Now, the issue is not that ISIS has tanks, but it does have large vehicles. It does have trucks. And that's what it uses for suicide bombing. And that's what it uses to transport troops. And that's what it uses to transport fuel and weapons. So this is huge. Finally, we are going to be arming 
the Syrian Kurds in their incursion against ISIS. Now, some of my friends, some of my commentator friends in D.C. say that this is dangerous, that we should be careful, because, of course, there's not a monolithic Syrian Kurdish um, organization or militia or tribe. It's a number of tribes. It's a number of militias, and many of them are at war with each other. And I'm the first to admit this is a risk that is present and we're going to have to take. But I'm very pleased that the U.S. government is finally beginning to arm the Kurds against ISIS because this is where we've had uh, real hesitation and it has caused a lot of cost a lot of lives and it's cost a lot of progress. ISIS can be wiped out by the end of the year if the U.S. will arm the Syrian Kurds and the Iraqi Kurds against ISIS. That is my prediction, and it's based on the predictions of Pentagon experts that I have the opportunity to hear and visit with. And the problem has been, of course, that the Kurds, both Iraqi and Syrian, have not had the weapons that they've needed. So here's this, here's this news story uh, that's very, very important. And uh, it, 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 by the way, I don't mind telling you that it's in the Wall Street Journal, May 16th, page A8, uh, an article by uh, Dion Nissenbaum. And I cite that because I want you to know the moment at which this was announced and uh, the moment at which this happened. The news, of course, is all about Trump revealing military intelligence to Russia. And that's a serious violation. And that may... Who knows where that's going to lead in terms of his presidency. There's serious talk in Washington, D.C., where I'm sitting right now about attempts at impeachment. We're not there yet. It couldn't happen yet. But the fact that we're discussing this in the first 150 days of a presidency is tragic. But that's not the most important thing as far as I'm concerned right now. The most important thing is, number one, that the United States has finally decided to give anti-tank weapons to Syrian Kurds. Now, the other thing that's very important about this is that finally the U.S., and as I'll show in a minute, a number of allies are defying Turkey. The last thing that the Turks want, that the Turkish government wants, that Erdogan wants, is for the Syrian Kurds to be armed. Uh, the Turks believe the Turks conduct themselves as though all Kurds are terrorists. The Kurds in their southeast area of Diyarbakir, the Kurds on their Syrian border, which is more southwest, uh, and the Kurds, of course, in Iraqi Kurdistan. So the, the Turks have been very much against arming the Kurds anywhere, anytime. And this, of course, has hindered us against ISIS because the Kurds are the primary victors, the primary warriors against ISIS. And this is one of the major flaws in U.S. foreign policy. We have played up to Turkey far too much. We have seen them as far too strategic. Yes, they are NATO partners, but they have butchered their Kurds. Uh, they have not been strong U.S. allies. They are viciously anti-Israel and some of our other uh, partner countries in that part of the world, some of our other allies. Uh, Erdogan is a man who is, I think, even mentally unstable. Uh, it's very possible that he helped script the coup that occurred not too long ago. He's recently made speeches talking about retaking Jerusalem and a great crusade. I mean, the man is just unhinged. Um, and his forces have been brutal against the Kurds who are U.S. allies. So finally, the U.S. is not heeding Turkey. It's not doing Turkey's bidding. Our view has been that we've needed their, the air bases that we have in Turkey at places like in Sirlich and so on. But the reality is that we don't. We can part, put our air bases elsewhere. Uh, the reality is that our planes have great range. It could be in Jordan. 
could be in other countries, could be in Iraqi Kurdistan, etc. So finally, the U.S. is beginning to defy Turkey, not respond to Erdogan's insistences, not respond to Turkish demands, and they're beginning to work directly with the Kurds. Um, this has been a violation of a, of a t- accord we had with Turkey. It's been a violation of agreements we had with Baghdad, but that's all changing, and the U.S. is finally beginning to arm and work with the Kurds directly. And the reason this is important is it's not only going to mean victory against ISIS, it's also some of the early first steps towards an independent Kurdistan. It's time for the U.S., and I think this is the beginning of it, it's time for the U.S. to deal with the Kurds in the Middle East as a monolithic people. Uh, as Syria comes unraveled, as as Iraq is partitioned and, and not functioning well as a whole unit, as Turkey is ostracizing her Kurds, the Kurds are coming together, the Kurds are talking independent Kurdistan, there are going going to be painful birth processes uh, to this independent Kurdistan. But if I, as I have said on the air repeatedly, I believe in the next three to five years, we will see an independent Kurdistan. So this is the beginning of it. There are some other indicators that finally the allies, our Western allies are beginning to move away from Turkey and stop uh, to use the crass vernacular sucking up to Turkey and stop doing Turkey's bidding. Uh, Germany is actually considering pulling its troops out of Turkey because there's a spat going on. There are German troops on the ground in Turkey, and uh, the Turkish authorities would not allow uh, members of the German parliament to go and visit those German troops on the ground. Well, this is, of course, um, part of the law in Germany that parliament keeps tabs on the military, that the military does not just do the uh, bidding of the chancellor. We can all imagine why, because, of course, Hitler... Uh, ruled the the military in Germany back in the day. And so Germany has wisely instituted a lot of laws that makes the parliament responsible for the conduct of the military. Well, Turkey stupidly told uh, Germany that they could not send their governing officials from the parliament to check on their troops. So Chancellor Angela Merkel, a woman I admire very much, has said, well, we may just pull our troops. So I'm not I'm not rejoicing in this in the confusion and in the in the diplomatic back and forth, but I'm glad that the allies are showing strength and they're no longer succumbing to Turkey's demands and uh, Turkey's silly petulant insistences. I like Turkey as a country. I travel there often. Uh, their government, particularly under Erdogan, is a mess and it is imbalanced and it is not a Western ally and it's not a NATO partner as it should be. And so I'm very glad about that. The other thing that it's encouraging while I'm ranting on here. Uh, the other thing that it's encouraging is that Russia c- intends to keep its ties to Syrian Kurds. You'll see the words, the letters YPG indicating a certain part of Syrian Kurds. Russia is going to keep its uh, ties to the YPG despite Turkish protests. So now you have not only the U.S., but you have Germany and, and, the, and Russia uh, not paying attention, not heeding Turkish demands in order to help the Kurds. I think this is a good move. Remember that most Kurds in the Middle East, and there are Kurds worldwide, remember that there are 35 million of them, and they're the largest people group in the world without their own homeland. But the Middle Eastern Kurds, meaning Kurds in Syria, Kurds in Turkey, Kurds in Iraqi Kurdistan, Kurds in Iran, they are, for the most part, pro-Western, for the most part, pro-democracy. And many of them, as I've said often, are even pro-Israel. And so they are breaking from the tyrannical Uh, reigns of people like Erdogan. They are breaking from Turkish orbit, even from Baghdad's orbit. 
And we are beginning to recognize that in the U.S. And we're beginning to arm them directly and work with them directly and recognize them as an entity. And this is an immensely important turning point. So remember that I said it. <laughs> remember that while Donald Trump was you know, being castigated for betraying uh, military information and while other issues, things were going on and while, while the NBA tournament was happening and all of these things that distract us behind the scenes a little bit, the United States has decided to arm Turkish, uh, I'm sorry, Syrian Kurds, uh, Germany and Russia are not heeding Turkish demands regarding the Kurds and uh, some other kinds of demands. And the United States has finally begun to defy her uh, rather nutsy partner in the Middle East, Turkey, and do the right thing. If we have to leave Turkey, if if we're kicked out of Turkey, it won't be a loss. All we really have there are air bases and we can launch incursions against ISIS and hawk over the Middle East from from the air uh, based in other places. It's not going to be that big a deal. I think that our air base at Insirlic and a couple of the places in Turkey um, has been a fulcrum that Turkey has used uh, to insist on a huge range of policy demands, and very few of them have been good for the U.S., and none of them have been good for the Turks. I'm sorry, for the Kurds. So I think a big thing is happening here, but it's just a, uh, it looks to American news media like a puff of smoke on the horizon, but there's a turning point. And I think it's a turning point that's going to lead us even more rapidly towards a Kurdish nation, even more rapidly towards the defeat of ISIS, and even more rapidly towards a Western realignment and coalition that will do good and safeguard democracy in the Middle East. This is good news. This is exciting news. And this is how it often happens, quietly, behind the scenes, in the boring details. But then suddenly, one day, the results of it breaking news on CNN. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates. Available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.